Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Catechism in a Year podcast. So between now and January 1st, we'll be releasing special bonus like pre-launch episodes that will help us get ready for this journey of the Catechism next year. Today is our kind of our first major, I think our first significant pre-launch episode that we have. And with me is Jeff Cavins, who is going to be our special guest that introduces not only kind of the whole catechism um, and the foundation of the faith approach, but also this first pillar of the catechism later on when we officially begin our journey. So, you know, as you probably know, the catechism has four pillars. And so each one of those pillars gives me a special conversation with someone special, helping us to understand like scripture and tradition and how those are inextricably connected, you know, that connection between scripture and tradition. And again, without anything further, I'm just so excited to have him on the beginning of this new podcast. Jeff, welcome. Hey, it's good to be with you, Father. Here we go again. It's fun. I know, back again. How good is this? So, um, you know, as we're, as we're starting, we thought, you know, the best thing to start this new podcast is with the two original people from the previous podcast and to be able to have just your words. I mean, I know that you and I had had filmed all those introductions to the different time periods every time we had a new time period for the Bible in here. But you also were guiding so many people on a, almost, a, I think, maybe daily, if not weekly basis. And just like your daily contact, points of contact with the people who are the Bible in a year listeners, I think translates into you being like essential for this beginning of the catechism in a year. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we had a great relationship and continue on with that relationship with uh, hungry people out in the world who got a hold of the Word of God, and they're making that a regular discipline in their life now, and we're hearing wonderful things about the Bible in a year. And the next step is the catechism in a year, something that people probably never thought they would go through or never heard of. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think something really powerful and beautiful for me, at least personally, is this second year of the Bible in a year. I've been listening myself and it's been just really helpful for me to just be able to take in. You know, it was one thing to read out loud scripture. That's powerful. That's remarkable. But there's also something about taking it in and just allowing it to form my heart and form my mind by just receiving scripture. But as you said, the next step seems to be that here's the catechism because you know, the New Testament here and, and the letters of Paul and Acts of the Apostles is here's the age of the church. And so I guess I would add, maybe I kind of ask you, how connected would you say um, this catechism in the year is, or how important is it to have the catechism in the year after the Bible in the year? Well, I think it's incredibly important. Not only is it in incredibly important for the lives of uh, the faithful and growing in the faith, but even the way that we're presenting it mirrors the logic of the church, and that is that there's a primacy to Scripture, and it's God's Word, it's inspired, it's inerrant. And, and over the last year, for many people, they have been going through the entire story in chronological order as a complete story. So God's plan of sheer goodness is out there. And then now comes the catechism, which really completes this fullness of God's revelation, the word of God. And, you know, as, as Catholics, and the catechism actually says, we're not people of the book, we're people of the word, right. and specifically the word, the living word, Jesus Christ. And so one of the first things that we learn in the catechism is that the revelation of God, divine revelation comes to us in uh, sacred scripture and sacred tradition. And the question always comes up, well, I get the sacred scripture, but Jeff, is there something I could read about this sacred 
tradition, you know, a tradition with with a big T, not a small T, like we open presents on Christmas Eve. That's our tradition, you know, but the big tradition, Jesus is God. Mary is the mother of God. And the answer is, yep, it's called the catechism, you know, right. and, uh, and so the two complement each other really, really well. And then you add in the magisterium, which is the Holy Father in union with the bishops, and you got a tripod. And on a tripod, you can sit, you can rest, you can, you can depend on that. Uh, it's not a one-legged stool, it's a three-legged stool. And so we're completing that sense of revelation for people with real certitude. It gives them a foundation to live on. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about bringing them together. Well, and that, I think, you know, even you're saying that, the reality that we have the deposit of faith, you know, divine revelation is sacred scripture, sacred tradition and the magisterium that for some people that might be kind of a, a big surprise just to hear us talk about it like that and recognize that, oh, so divine revelation. Yes, of course it's sacred scripture and sacred tradition and the magisterium. How could, if someone's hearing that for the first time and you know, they went through the Bible in a year and they would say, well, wait a second, um, I'm comfortable with the sacred scripture being divine revelation. What would be even though that's just like a minute or you know brief kind of maybe apologetic or explanation of of why we need those three legs of that stool to to be able to sit upon? Sure. Well, you know when we look at the New Testament and um, and we read it, we realize that nobody was really told to write, even though people wrote, and that was the word of God. It's the inspired word of God. But Paul even says that to follow the traditions that he has handed on to you, and so yeah. from the very early points of the church, there has been this sense of the faith, uh, the definite article, the faith, as you said, the deposit of faith. And those are really, really important because not only do we have now the story, the basic story of salvation history, but we want to turn our attention to, well, how do we live in this story? What does the church really look like? What does the what do the people in the church do? And and what's permitted? What's not permitted? What's what's yeah. holy? What's not holy? How do we actually worship God? And everything that happened in that early church, if they did not pass it on to the next generation, then it would be gone. It would be anybody's guess a hundred years from now. Well, what do we do now? I don't know. What should we do? We got iPhones now. What should we do? And, and so the beautiful thing about the tradition is that apostolic tradition, which is in the first pillar, talks to us about how this deposit of faith is passed on to modern man and even to all of our friends watching right now from yeah. Jesus to you, and that is this sacred tradition. And so the catechism becomes a literally a gold mine of the minds and the hearts of all of these saints in the past. And to know that, man, I can hear this deposit of faith as all the generations before me heard it. That is golden. Yeah, that, and that makes so much sense. The way you describe it like that, there's that sense of, like you, you even mentioned, we had the story. We have the story, right? We have the story in sacred scripture. And almost it's like this kind of sense of, so who did we just hear about? Like, what did God, what had he revealed about himself? And what had he revealed about the relationship he wants with us? And what had he, re had he revealed about how we're called to live with each other? Like all of those things are, would it be proper to say, like kind of synthesized and communicated to us 
through sacred tradition, among other things. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And the two work with each other, you know. Right. Scripture works with the tradition, sacred tradition, sacred tradition is mixed in with the the word of God and the story. I guess the best way I could say it is um, in Japan, <laughs> of all places, they, they make these knives. And these knives are called Damascus steel knives. Lives. Interestingly enough, Damascus steel live, uh, you know, knives. And what they do is they take many kinds of different steels, like a couple of them. They mix them together. They press them. They twist them. They press them. They bend them over. They press them. And they come out with this amazing kitchen knife. But it's actually one knife, but it's made out of two steels that have been brought together in such a way that you really can't separate them. And I think yeah. that's the Bible. That's the, that's the sacred tradition that we, we read about in the catechism. That's awesome. I, that's, and, and it's stronger than it would be on its own. Exactly. Yeah. And even kind of in some ways, you mentioned practical, like this is how we live. All the ways that Christians had lived from the very beginning, how they worshiped from the very beginning, that would be lost because it's not all detailed mm-hmm. in sacred scripture. And so, yeah. so, so, if I could ask, um, what do you think people can expect? Like if they were, if they were, okay, I pressed play on this first pre-launch episode. I'm waiting for January 1st. What can they expect from this journey? Like what's the, what, what would you say is the purpose of doing this next year on the catechism in here? Well, I would say, first of all, that the way you approach the catechism, you have to look at that. You, you have to do a little bit of uh, kind of a pre-flight check here. Yeah. You know, before you get into the catechism, you have to ask yourself, well, what is the catechism? And, yes. and how do I approach it? Um, because I think a lot of people will look at that big book, whether they have the, this, the beautiful new Ascension Catechism or the green one or the brown one from the past. Uh, they'll look at it and they'll say to themselves, well, man, that looks like an encyclopedia. Now I have a source that I can just look up topics and read a little bit about, you know, uh, transubstantiation or Theotokos, Mary's the mother of God. And I can, I can look these up and that's going to be a really good help on my desk. That's not the way we approach the catechism. The way we approach the catechism is not like an encyclopedia, but it's an invitation to a journey into intimacy with God. And it's carefully laid out that way. In fact, Pope Benedict, before he was Pope, Cardinal Ratzinger, he spoke about this and how just the way it's even organized is a teaching tool in itself and that God has this amazing story in the first pillar, the creed, and then in the second pillar, the sacraments and liturgy, which uh, Bishop Cousins is going to be helping you with, that is really this, this invite to get into it. And then the, the third pillar is uh, the life of Jesus, the moral law. It's your script, if you will, and how to live it, or what we'd say, you know, how to live the faith, and then prayer in the fourth one. So it's, it's more than an encyclopedia or a dictionary. It is a roadmap to intimacy with, with God. And that's the way you have to approach this is that you're going to meet someone and you're going to meet all of his family and you're going to go, you're going to have dinner with them and you're going to hear what he wants you to do and how you're empowered. And, and so it's like taking the story of the Bible and then it's, it's almost like 2.0. It's like, whoa, this is, this is really coming into a full focus now. And yeah. it's very, very exciting. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you had mentioned there is our approach like how we see this, this next step of, you know, pressing play, this next step of January 1st and just kind of listening um, is going to really dictate a lot. And I like how you mentioned that uh, this is going to be, it's very different. You know, one of the things I, I've discovered, <laughs> it's not like I discovered it, I learned for myself is 
When going through the Bible, there's the story. And, and I know that you've been so critically, I, I don't honestly just helpful, helpful is too small. You've been so critical in helping us understand here's the story. And so, you know, you press play on any given day and you might miss some details. You might miss whatever the nuance is, but you know, you're part of the story. And the catechism is slightly different in that sense that there's not a, there's not a narrative, but there is a person. And I think that that might be some difference here is, is that, okay, so I'm not going to be invited into a narrative. I'm not necessarily invited into um, just listen to someone else's story, but there is, I love that you use the term invitation rather than encyclopedia, that, that, that sense of its invitation to here's who God is, um, here's what faith is, and here's the relationship he wants to have with you. And, and, and also here's how he want, he's calling us to live. And so maybe that invitation, yeah, to, to living the story or invitation to being a part of the story in these four pillars. Right. Just like scripture, you can read scripture from the, like a stadium. You can read scripture from the stands and have your popcorn and something to drink. And, you know, you can, you can follow along or you can be on the field. And right. you can be a part of this amazing plan of sheer goodness. And the same with the catechism. You can sit up in the stands and kind of observe and so forth. And there will be people that that do that because they're, they're curious and they, they haven't made a commitment yet. But it's a good thing that they're in the stands and they're watching and listening. But there will be a lot of people who say, you know what, I want to get in this. They want to get on the field and they want to go on this journey. And as they go on the journey, they will understand more and more about the full deposit of faith. And uh, dare I say, there's going to be probably a hundred times over the next year where they get just downright giddy over, yeah. this is this is so cool. And I would have never, never understood all of this had I just read books and things. You know, this is a tool and it's an invitation as, as we were, as we were uh, talking about. And uh, it's going to be so exciting because God thirsts that you would thirst for him. And mm -hmm. as you take that step, January 1st, hit play, you know, and you, you start to engage yourself. God is saying, this is what I wanted. This is really what I wanted for you. I wanted you to be in this because I've got so much to show you. You've already gone through the plan, you know, of sheer goodness in terms of the the Bible, but now I'm going to bring you into a, a another chamber and disclose myself in a in a beautiful way to you, so that uh, you not only will be closer to me, but you'll be like me, but you'll be more equipped to to go out and do the work that I'm doing. Yeah, one of the things that I keep coming back to is how. You know, when, whenever I teach RCIA or people coming in, becoming Catholic or they're getting baptized is those classes is we're, we're going to go over a lot of information. Like we're going to go over a lot of data, but the point isn't just, it's not to stop at the information. It's transformation. Like the, the point isn't to stop it. I know a lot of new things. It's God's inviting us to become a new kind of thing, right? a new kind of being, a new kind of creature with a new relationship. And I think, you know, as we know, we can't love what we don't know. And so one of the things that catechism is such a gift is that, well, the Bible, of course, is God revealing himself here in scripture in that, in of course, that story. But here in the catechism also is through the church. Here is this revelation of who, here's who God is. Here's how he's calling us to follow him in a complicated world. And that's, you know, this catechism, it's, it's not, it's not small. I mean, it's, it's a good chunk of change because this world is pretty complicated. Um, so here's a kind of a, a question is, and I don't know, I don't know if you want to get too in the weeds on this one, but so this is the most recent published edition of the catechism. Um, what's the history 
of like this coming to us as it is now? Sure. Well, it was back, I believe, in the late 80s, and um, that John Paul II, he, he had this idea, you know, that the people of God need to go deeper in knowing God and uh, started to put together the plans for developing that first modern catechism that we have. And when he put it together, a lot of people were thinking, well, hmm, you know, this, this could be for the bishops and the priests, deacons too. And religious. And right. he made it very clear, this is for everybody. You know, it, it is absolutely for everybody. And it, I think it became one of the greatest gifts in modern history to, to give this to us. And if you look at the background on it a little bit, there's a backstory to this. And that is that this Cardinal, Karol Wojtyla from Poland, uh, when he was a Cardinal there, he came up with this idea about this new evangelization, you know, and, and he didn't launch it at that point. He, he waited till he was the Pope, which he didn't know he was going to be, but he became the Pope. And now this is the, this is the time that we're going to launch this. But while he was in working in Vatican II, he was responsible for working with a document called Gaudium et Spes. And Gaudium et Spes is the church in the modern world, the first of its kind. And he had a vision for the church and teaching the church and how the church will live and how the church will survive in the modern world, how the church will uh, permeate society. And he wrote that wonderful, uh, worked on that, that wonderful document. And then now he finds himself as Pope and he gives us this incredible gift of really a synopsis of the faith that is written in a way that it's accessible to everybody, not just PhDs in theology and moral theology, but for, for me, you know, I'm not brilliant, but I can read it and I can understand it. And so my wife and I talk about, you know, if we're stranded on an island, what two books would you bring? Well, Bible and the Catechism. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two. <laughs> and, the, and it's a continuation, you know, um, you know how you had developed the Great Adventure Bible Timeline, and we had the the handout for the Bible Timeline, and it was so helpful to be able to see. Okay, um, here's where people of Israel are in the north. Here's where they're in the south. Here's what was happening in in the um, in the world at the time outside of that revelation. On the back of this this kind of foldout, there mm -hmm. is the the Catechism Timeline, and it talks about the different professions of faith, the Ecumenical Councils, the um, Church documents, the uh, the Papal documents, our Pontifical documents, and it just kind of we realized that this isn't the first time the church has given us, here's a summary, or here is some kind of uh, way in which you can kind of hold in your hands in some ways um, what we believe. And so there's the, all these different church councils that we've experienced throughout the course of history in this, in this foldout. And it's just, this whole catechism is a result of thousands of years of people praying and reflecting and understanding the Lord. The foldout you're referring to for all of our, our wonderful friends is going to be one of the greatest gifts that uh, Ascension worked very, very hard on this foldout. And it's very similar, same size as the, the Great Adventure Bible Timeline, which you know when you pull that open, wow, there's the whole story. That is amazing. In the same way, what you're saying, Father, is there is a, a kind of timeline chart for the catechism in a year, and it goes through the entire history of the church and the key on the left-hand side is what we believe, how we worship, how we live, how we pray, which we can talk about uh, in a moment. And it goes all the way from Jesus 
to today so that you can see the entire history of theology, but the whole history of God's family growing and evolving and becoming what it is today. And then on the other side, you have color-coded yeah, I, I was kidding you before, Father. I thought it looked like the baby brother of the, of the Bible timeline. It, is, it, is, it does look like the baby brother of the Bible <laughs> and, timeline. And uh, the baby brother here. Uh, and it goes through all four pillars in a glance. And I've already showed this to people. And they're like, they look at it. You know what's beautiful about it? Is all I got to do is open it like that. You know what they say? They don't say to me, what is this? How do I do it? They look at it and go, Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. There it is, you know. And so that's what I like about it. You know, early church, a lot of times people couldn't read. So they had these frescoes and pictures on the walls and people walked in and went, all right, I got the story. I think the same thing is going to happen here. And and that's, I love the, um, you know, the whole, over the course of these four sections, there's this line from Catechism 1721 that says, we are made to know, love, and serve God in this world and to be happy with them forever in heaven. Um, but it's over those four parts of the catechism. And so, Jeff, if you don't mind, people, some people might know, yeah, of course, I know the four pillars of the catechism. You've mentioned them already um, because there's the foundations of faith approach that, again, Ascension has developed to, to be able to communicate what is at the heart of these four different pillars that, um, yeah, maybe someone might have heard like, oh, yeah, pillars, that yeah, catechism, I get it. What are they and how do we go through them? Yeah, I'll just grab this right here and uh, and kind of go through that with you. You you mentioned that the catechism is uh, divided up into four pillars. And uh, taking something that we were bringing over from the Bible timeline and the Bible in a year is that when people approach the scripture, um, it looks like just a big pile of names and places and valleys and mountains and sacrifices and, you know, law. And it's like a big pile. And as Frank Sheet said, great uh, apologist from England, and he said, that's one of the problems we have is that it's just a big pile. Uh, and we dealt with that in scripture. And you went through yeah. the Bible in a year in, in the same in the order. Same thing with the catechism and everything that we believe. You're 13 years old. You walk into the church. There's an altar. There's a nun. There's candles. There, whoa, there's the priest. And what's he doing up there? And bells are ringing and, you know, and everything else. What do I do with all this? Yeah. Well, the catechism takes all of that. And this is going to be a great tool. Mom and dad, great tool for your kids. Trust me. Uh, is, is that it breaks it down into those four pillars. And so the first one, which is this beautiful uh, kind of a marine blue, it's what we believe. It's the creed. It's the largest section. We're going to be going through that in just days from now. And it's uh, it's what we believe. It's the creed. It's the story in miniature. And we'll get into that more when you and I get together and really kind of you know introduce that. But it's what we believe. And then you move on to the second pillar. And uh, it's how we worship. It's when we get into God's amazing plan of sheer goodness, how we worship. That's the second pillar. That's a beautiful burgundy color. And then green, how we live. You see the the progression there? It's what we believe, how we worship, how we live, and that is the life of Christ. And then the fourth one is how we pray. That's the uh, kind of a beautiful light purple, how we pray. So those are the four pillars, and the foundation for living is it's worded in such a way as to where it's very practical. You know, it's very doable. And even the titles here 
are are like a beautiful invitation to everyone of of hey, this is what we believe. Hey, this is how we worship God, and right. this is how we live, and 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 this is how prayer is brought into it. And when you take those four pillars, then that becomes a real foundation for you to live your life. And you know, you've been a priest for a long time now. Yeah, almost twenty years. I know, and and you know how many people have come up to you saying, "Is there anything for our children? Is there anything right. for our children?" This is going to be a beautiful tool in the hands of parents as well as anybody to talk to their kids about. You know, mom, why do they do that in mass? What is that? Mm-hmm. What's that all about? Glad you asked. Let's talk about that, but let's talk about it in the context of the whole faith. Yeah. You know, even you're saying that in the context of the whole faith, um, going back to the pillars, sometimes you mentioned the encyclopedia. So sometimes it's just the reference book. Mom and dad, why do we do that? And then, or maybe even a person, an individual even has that question. Why do we do this? And so I can go to the catechism and yes, of course I can flip open to, you know, go to, I go back to the table of contents and, and I, I go to that paragraph, but then the way in which the catechism was even given to us originally is in the margins, you know, there's these small numbers on in the margins and those are meant to, well, they're not just meant to, they are references to other parts of the catechism, other parts of the faith that deals with this particular topic that's being dealt with in each individual paragraph. And it's just, it, it highlights the fact that it's not just a reference book. Here's one answer. It's, it's a unity, right? It's, it's comprehensive. It's got this synthesis and harmony to it that is remarkable. And that's one of the reasons I love the, uh, the Ascension edition has, again, not a commercial, but the Ascension edition having the colored code is that those numbers in the margins are also color coded. So if right now I'm in the uh, the creed and I can stick in the creed and I realize, oh, this reference here, this is from the prayer section. And I can go over to prayer and say, that's how the, that's how this is maybe lived out in my prayer life, or this is how it's lived out in the moral life or in, in the sacramental life. And so it's just that highlights the fact that while there are four pillars, they're not distinct um, in the sense of just a reference book, but it is now has this, again, a synthesis, a harmony, a unity to it that um, is communicated to us so beautifully here. Mm-hmm. You know, over the, over the last 15 years or so, I, I was um, the director of the Catechetical Institute at the St. Paul Seminary. And during that time, we had so many people go through the entire catechism. And at the beginning of the course, we'd always have to explain the parts, you know, of the catechism, the apparatus, as we call it, so that they could navigate more easily and see all of the treasures in there. And this new Ascension Catechism has done an incredible job with that. You mentioned color coding, and you can see there uh, the color. Every pillar has that color of the chart. And then in the back, it's kind of a gold color, all the different helps of indexes and the glossary and all the the church fathers and so forth and so just looking at it as a like the bible timeline uh in the bible you can look at look at any period real quickly it's the same here you can look at any pillar real quickly and uh one of the additions that i thought you know i know it's not a commercial but i gotta i gotta break <laughs> on it a little bit and that is they've got a a ribbon for every period I know I, whenever I show people this, they're like, oh, the ribbons. I'm like, exactly, I know. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I did. I, I was teaching a seminary, seminary class the other day and I showed them and they said, are there ribbons? And I said, four. And they're like, cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> they love that. Jeff, I know that we, you know, we're coming to the end of our time, but a quick, uh, you 
just mentioned that for years you've been teaching the catechism to ordinary people, not, not just to seminarians and not just to you know ordained people, not just for people working in the church, but also for anyone who just wants to know more. And so I'm guessing you probably have some practical tips, maybe some practical advice for people who are like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. Um, yeah, what would you what would you say? What are the practical advice? Maybe also, what are some of the the stumbling blocks people might need to be aware yeah. of before they start? No, those are those are all good questions, and they're they're vital. I, I think what I would say before you uh, press the button, you know, January first, and you go on this incredible journey of intimacy with God, you have to num- number one realize that this is a learning process. Don't be hard on yourself. You know, if you if you don't understand a word that Father says, or you don't understand a concept, that's okay. This is a learning process, and we're gonna we're gonna work through that. And so, uh, go into it with a hungry heart. Go into it as a son, as a daughter of God, and your heart is set up to learn. And so, as you're going through it, think of a journey. Think of a journey, and when you do run into a word or a concept that's kind of, wow, I don't know what that is, write it down. Just write it down, and you know then that you have a place to come back and 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 learn a little more about it. Uh, that's really, really important. I would also encourage you to get your own copy of a catechism, and the reason for that is that, as you know, Father, both you and I are big markers. We mark our Bibles, and we, we mark our books. I encourage our students at the seminary, and we've had over 6,500 graduates who went two years you know, through the catechism, is to begin to mark your, your catechism, if you, if you would like. And I use colored pencils. You can use other kinds of, of markers. But you can come up with your own sub-marking system, if you will, of paragraphs that are, wow, that's really comfort. Maybe it's blue, green. I need to grow in this. This is really good. Or yellow parenting. You can come up with anything you know uh, that that you want, but be free to uh, highlight, to write in it, and because it is a, a journey. But most of all, I would say, don't be discouraged when you run into words and things that are uh, kind of out there. Um, it's a learning process. You're not going to get it all in one. Just like the Bible timeline, you didn't get it all in one one go through, but you're you're in the story. You know, it's like our family when we were kids. We went to Black Hills in South Dakota for a vacation a couple of times, and I have some memories of it. But just a couple of years ago, our family went back there, all grown up now, and I saw things that I saw when I was ten, but I don't remember. And now, wow, you know, now I get it. You know, and that and that's the way it is with uh, um, the catechism too. Think journey not encyclopedia, think invitation, not I have to, and and think of inheritance, not just knowledge. And I think those those three things are really important as you as you go into it. In addition, um, I, I would just say that Ascension is doing something else too, and that is I'll be starting a national show on YouTube for Bible in a Year, where we're going to be talking to some of the, the, the best scholars in the world about the concepts of Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year. So if there are concepts that it's hard for you to understand, uh, well, Father, you're going to be giving those to us, you know, and we'll say, okay, let's let's go deeper on that. Let's, yeah. let's unwrap that a little bit more. So we got your back and, uh, <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go through it, but that's 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 just some advice that I would give. That that's awesome. That, I I really appreciate not only 
the um, even that word you you had mentioned invitation before, but inheritance. Uh, I just love that that sense of you don't have to unpack it all at once. Um, that sense of like not being hard on yourself, but just like just receive this. And I think sometimes that's one of the reasons why I do audio stuff, why I take in information of you know audiobooks, podcasts, this kind of thing. And one of the reasons why I love the idea of the Bible in a year, catechism in a year, is because. I sometimes get hung up on, as I'm reading with my eyeballs, I'm reading and I think, oh, I don't get that yet. So I have to stop as opposed to just, nope, just keep moving. Let it keep like washing over you. And it's going to permeate. It's like that rain. It's going to, it's going to make its way through all the layers of earth. It's going to go, but you just have to be patient with yourself. I love that piece of advice. And also I love the fact that you guys are going to um, be having that show that, takes a deeper dive um, because, you know, some, some days when we're recording the catechism, there's four paragraphs. Uh, and so it's just, here's these four more or less bullet points, there's four kind of things to hinge on. And yet other days there's, you know, more than that. And every day it's, it's like, oh shoot, I can't get all the way diving deeply into this. So the fact that you and other experts are going to be doing that, uh, I just think it's just the word robust comes to mind. It's going to be a very robust uh, year to be able to just kind of just walk through and, and let the Lord lead us. Um, yeah. If I could say one more thing. Please. Um, first, if people are wondering, well, would non-Catholics be interested in this? Yeah. And to that, I would say, yeah. Well, you said, yes. No, I meant like, yeah, good question. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they I wasn't would. answering your question. And you know why? Because I was. When I was a Protestant pastor in Dayton, Ohio, I was starting to be drawn to the early church fathers. I snuck into a Catholic bookstore called St. Mark's for all my people in Ohio and incognito, sunglasses and a hat. <laughs> and I went in there and there was this great big pile of, of this green book, this yellow book, I think it was back then. And I looked at it and I thought, huh, what's this? And I opened it up to paragraph 133. Listen to what it said. The church forcefully and specifically exhorts all the Christian faithful to learn the surpassing knowledge of Jesus Christ by frequent reading of the divine scriptures. Ignorance of the scriptures is ignorance of Christ. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? Is it Catholic? And I went up and I bought it and I went home and that catechism was the fuel literally for my preaching for the next six months or so. And it was, you know, it was amazing. But what I would recommend, and something you and I both worked on, and if people are interested in, is that you and I did put together a insight journal, simply a simple journal for writing down the gold, the insights in your life. And as you're going through the catechism in a year, if there are insights that you receive that, that that father people gain from what you're you're saying um write it down keep it because those are important you don't want to lose them and maybe you can pass it on to the next generation once you're you're done so i thought i would throw that in and people can get that at ascension press it's just a place where you can put some gold for the future Store up your gold. That's it. That passing it on to other people, that inside journal is so, so helpful. Um, Jeff, this has been incredibly helpful as well for me. Even just talking with you right now, it gets me more and more excited to keep going with the catechism. And so, um, yeah, thank you for your time oh, today. My pleasure. Um, 
for those listening, if you want to get your reading plan, you can you can download reading plan by visiting ascensionpress.com slash CIY. That's for catechism in the air. Just go to ascensionpress.com slash CIY. Um, or if you like texting, you can text the letters CIY to the number 33777. So again, go to ascensionpress.com slash CIY or text the letters CIY to 33777. And also you can already subscribe. You can already follow and whatever podcast, even though day one hasn't yet dropped uh, as of today, you can already start following and subscribing so that when it does drop on January 1st, you are ready to go. Um, I think we just be able to close in prayer right now, Jeff, if that's okay with you. Let's do it. Father in heaven, we give you praise. We thank you for this time. Thank you for everyone who's been able to join us today and listen to this, this pre-launch episode, this first one, as we just kind of just begin to open our hearts and open our minds so that you can fill our hearts with your love, with the truth of who you are, to touch our minds and transform them so that we can live as your sons and daughters, live as the people you have called us and redeemed us and created us to be. May God be glorified as we pray our glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So again, once again, on behalf of Jeff Cavins, my name is Father Mike. I am praying for you. Please pray for me. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>